So we're going to open with the doors to the building that houses dirt closing. And Philip, you are standing on the street outside the building. It is late December, very late, approaching New Year's. So it's cold, probably a snowy day. Uh, well, I did tell Agent Patterson that I was going to go and read a nice book. And what a better place to find a book than a library? Yes, I think I will go to the library. And there was there was uh, there was one nearby that had some very nice tomes on Egyptian mythology, and uh, I might be able to find what I'm looking for there. Yes. So you're going to make your way down the streets of Boston. There's a lot of uh, bustle. Middle of the day, there's a lot of people about. You probably get bumped into a lot. I feel you're a little distracted. Yes, well, of course, it's been a very, very, um, yes, it's been it's been a very difficult day. I, I did not expect that I was going to have to relive everything that happened in Dunwich and in Cairo. That was that was unexpected. Um, ow! Do you mind? I know you're trying to return whatever gifts that the. Oh, never mind. You're just not worth it. Children, I don't care about his toy car. As you make your way down the streets, you'll see the building come into view. Once you cross the threshold into it, the hustle and bustle of the Boston streets gone behind you. You have now entered a very quiet place. The smell of old books, hushed speaking at the desk. This is uh, the kind of atmosphere that will start to calm you down a bit. Oh, yes, quiet. I have to remember to speak very quietly, of course. I believe I will attend the reference section very quietly, very quietly. I want to find some books upon Egyptian mythology. Oh, my gosh, let's roll library use. Oh, you find the reference section and you are just grabbing a nice arrangement of material. A lot of the Egyptian stuff, maybe some Sumerian, Akkadian. You're grabbing all of these books. You've got an armful now and your valise and can make your way over to a work table. Oh, yes, that table over there looks quite nice. There's nobody there. I don't have to worry about anybody interrupting me. Now, I have some Akkadian histories. I do have the Egyptian mythology. I do have some books about the Koine language, which was the um, uh, derivative of Attic Greek. And I believe all three of them are going to be, yes, all three of them are going to be uh, linked somehow. I, I feel very good about this. So as you pull out your journal and you have these books open and spread out on your table, and you are making more notes and reading things. Philip, are you are you one of those people who kind of speak to yourself as you're researching? Uh, now that is a very particular question because I I don't believe normally I am one who who, who speaks to himself while while researching. But I do admit I've been very yes I've been very distracted lately, and so I have I have noticed, and other people have noticed that I have been voicing my thoughts. And, oh, what's what's this here? Yes, this is very interesting. Oh, this one makes, oh, I, I don't like this this tome. It makes reference to the feather um, that, that Thoth made in order to weigh the heart. 
Mm, I'm going to put this book away now, yes. No, I can't put this book away. I have to read it. Uh, Blast. All of this is out loud. Uh So, Lucky, you are in the library doing research as well, correct? Uh, Yes. Can you please roll library use as well? As you are in the stacks, the reference section of the Boston Library, you're seeing, I mean, even you, everyone knows, you learn it in in school, the, the Dewey Decimal System. And you're seeing that the books you need, there are like gaps in it, like they're missing. And what is your listen? You hear that somebody is on the other side, a couple stacks over at one of the work tables, seems to be mumbling to themselves. You can't make out any words, but it's kind of a hushed mumble. And you're still not able to locate the reference books in this area. What would you like to do now? Uh, I would like to go find a librarian. Okay. You're going to make your way to the front desk. Yes. Uh, Philip, how are we doing on our research? Oh, you know, I am doing swimmingly. I have found um, I found three linkages, actually. Um, the, the cult of Thoth. Well, no, not so much cult, but more of a mainstream religion with, with the Egyptians. Um, it does share some some very interesting um, uh, similarities to uh, the Greek gods, such uh, as Kronos, the the god of time. Um, and anyway, um, there's some very interesting things here, but uh, some of this is actually in the ancient Akkadian. So I'm going to have to reference my journal against this uh, Akkadian history in order to ensure that I've I've got the third link that I need in order to to find the next piece for this dagger. Okay, can you make your Akkadian roll then? And let's make it a cult roll as well. All right. So as you are working through the books and the research, and you mentioned religion, not really main religion, but it it looks to be some kind of religion. And now you're maybe going on a different kind of rabbit trail that looks promising. Yes, of course. You know, if you have a... You know, a ritual of Christianity is exactly like a, a ritual of paganism or even of occultism, except um, the, the New Testament uh, dictates that you do not sacrifice uh, the lambs and the people so much as, as the others might. So I'm going to let you explore that that line of thinking and seeing if it can help you. If you wish to get up and move around the stacks, pull some more reference books, you may do so. Uh, yes, I'm going to have to. All right, you can make that library, and then we'll see where we're at. But up at the front, at the main librarian, lucky you'll see a gentleman behind the desk. He seems to be sorting some books. Once in a while, some people come up and ask him a question. He'll kind of point his finger to direct them. Log up and say, excuse me, sir, I'm looking for some references on Acadian. I haven't been able to find it. Do you know if they've been taken out or? Well, I should think not. Not many people in Boston wish to study ancient civilizations or languages. Sure, they're in the reference section, and he'll kind of point to the area that you had just walked from. I've looked there already, and I couldn't find it. I was wondering if you may assist me. Uh, what's your charm? Seventy. Um, the reference section, if you just 
If you know the items you're looking for, surely you can follow our library system and you can locate the books. I'm very busy at the desk at the moment. If you're so busy, is there another librarian here that could maybe assist me? At that, he'll give you a, a bit of a, he's smelling a, smelling onions, kind of a pinched face. Go over to the children's section. Maybe the other librarians there can assist you. Well, he won't respond to that. He'll just turn around and start walking that way. Philip, what are you doing now? Well, I have been wandering the reference materials, of course. I do have quite a stack, but since I'm not checking them out, they can't really um, poo-poo my, my selections here. I'm, I'm going to leave those on the desk, although I, I do have my journal and, and a, a small pen. I, I am taking notes. I have I have the, the book and, and my journal inside the book, and I'm writing my notes, um, specifically about cults that, that arose after the, the reign of Sargon of Akkad, um, specifically Rimush and, and Manis Tushu, um, uh, there were there were cults uh, venerating the old uh, the old king of Akkad Sargon, and uh, uh, there's something curious here that they keeps making reference to um, some kind of gate or, or some some kind of uh, perhaps portal. I'm a little fuzzy on on the translation. However, I believe this may have a, a um, uh, an attachment to 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 the old, old Greek mythologies of of Hades and, and Persephone, of course. The gate into the underworld. People can enter the underworld. They can retrieve uh, the souls of their loved ones. They can bring them back out as long as they have a um, a proper bargain with with the lords of the underworld. Now, Thoth was one of those who uh, made those bargains. There's Hades, of course, in the Greek. Now, this almost suggests that uh, Sargon of Akkad, um, while while a great king, of course, but um, a little bloodthirsty, um, had had perhaps an a great uncle. I, I'm not. I'm not certain of this of this word here, but um, uh, it seems to be the the one who who guard the gates of the Akkadian dead. It's very curious. Perhaps he was the gravekeeper. Hmm. I must do more research. Give you some information on the different things you. So lucky you maneuver through the library and you get to an area. That's maybe a little more noisy, although still hushed, but there's more children around. It looks like maybe a school has brought some kids over for a field trip. And you see several librarians there, all females. They'll range from maybe early 20s all the way up into their late 40s, early 50s. Which would you like to approach? I'll approach one of the older women. You're going to choose the one that seems to be in charge. She's kind of directing the younger librarians and the one also conferring with the, the teacher and trying to manage the children. What would you like to say to this uh, librarian? Yeah, I would uh, go up to her and say, hello, I've uh, I've been trying to find some Acadian references and I, I can't seem to find any. I'd like your help. No. The head librarian up at the desk would have surely assisted you. Mr. Bancroft, did you speak with him? 
Uh, yes, I did, and he actually pointed me in your direction. He said he was very busy, and I air quotes that. I'm going to roll your charm. So she's going to get a bit of a exasperation. You'll see that come off of her. He's too busy to assist you. I'm sitting here dealing with two dozen school-aged children, but he wants me to assist you in finding a book in the reference section. Uh, that is correct. That is exactly what you're you're hearing. Well, um, roll something real quick here. So she looks at you and sees that you're dressed. Finally, you look like a respectable person. You're asking for assistance in the reference section. You're not just some, you know, rube or blue-collar worker in the library. Obviously, you're an important man on important business. A bit of a huff. She'll bark some instructions to the other librarians and start walking toward the reference section. She doesn't say anything to you. She just starts walking away. So you would have to start catching up. I'll follow her. All right, Philip, what's going on with your research? What have you found? Well, it has been very interesting, of course. I am, of course, a, a, a sterling researcher, and I, I do not spend enough time in the, in the library stacks, so to speak. However, there were some very interesting uh, notations in Sumerian Akkadian, of course, um, some in the, in the old Greek, the Koine. However, uh, I've been directed back towards the Egyptian, which is where I, I originally started. Um, in, in each, there, there is a reference to a, um, a, a sort of cult, a black king or um, uh, children of, of the beast. And um, it, it starts, it starts in, a card, in a card and in a tumor. Uh, but after the empire's fall, it moved to Egypt, and it, it arose as the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh, uh, a, a group that um, uh, notes that while the, the pharaoh is the son of Ra, there is a, a pharaoh that is the Black Pharaoh, the, the one that is the, uh, the, the dark side to the, to the, the pharaoh's light. And then um, there's another group, um, an offshoot of the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh, I believe, uh, called the Children of the Sphinx. And I believe they are the ones who are actually responsible for the creation of the Sphinx itself. And that is where they held their rituals. Oh, very interesting. Oh, yes. It's incredibly interesting. Really, I should have been looking at this before, but I've been so busy working that it's been impossible to go to the library. It is the place many people fail to go to first. Indeed. I'm jotting many notes upon in within my, my journal. All right. So Lucky, she takes you over into the stacks, the same area you were before, and she starts looking at the books, and she gets a confused look, and she'll walk through a bit of a maze, go to the big giant card catalog, start looking within them. She'll grab a, a pencil but from behind her ear, write some notes on a piece of paper, go back to the stacks again, looking. She's going to look confused. And then she's going to hear the mumbling coming from the work table, and she's going to wander over there. And, Philip, this woman, while you're researching, comes over to your table, 
and starts picking up various books that you are not currently going through, but maybe some that you had started to go through, like the basic Akkadian language and that history. And she's going to pick them up, look at the title, and then set them back down. And she'll walk back over to you, Lucky, where I assume you can kind of see all of this. You would have followed her. Yeah. And she'll say, it appears the gentleman here is using them as research. However, it also appears he may be done with them, but I think it would be quite rude if I just took them from them. So perhaps you could go speak to the gentleman and see if he is done with them. And if not, well, then I guess you will just have to wait until he is. You can have a seat. Enjoy the silence. But I must get back to my own section. Well, thank you for your assistance. Thank you. Philip, anything? Or did you just totally miss all of that, what that woman did? Because you are so locked in. Well, as long as she put the books back, I really don't care. I, if she was going to turn and walk away with one, I was going to go in the proper British manner. But thankfully, that wasn't necessary. She's a very polite lady. Uh, but anyway, I'm using all of these books. Nobody can have them but me. Well, we'll just have to see what Lucky can do about that. I'll walk around the corner and see the books that I'm wishing to use. And I will look at the person at the desk. And So as you're watching the exchange when the, the librarian goes up to the table and coming back when she leaves, if you sit for just a few seconds watching this man at the at the work table, you'll see he is going through many books all at once. He seems to be scribbling down into some little book in front of him. You hear him mumbling once in a while. You do catch words. What are some of the words, Philip? Just little snapshot words or phrases that he would catch the most. Oh, that's a very good question, you see, because there are a lot of words that I'm using, and they all flow in this this uh, endless cool stream, this bubbling brook of babbling uh, vocabulary. Uh, but the words I'm using the most are um, most likely organization, Akkadian, Sumerian, uh, Egyptian, hieroglyphs. I have Horus and Black Pharaoh, uh, Sphinx. And uh, again, organization, Britain, the the United States, New York City, Ellis Island, Big Ben, Parliament. I'll approach the man sitting at the desk going through all these books that I wish to go through. And I'll look at you after I sit down and say, Seems like you're having an interest in all this Sumerian stuff. What uh, what piques your interest? Uh, well, I'm I'm a bit of a scholar myself, but uh, really, you should be getting back to work amongst the stacks. I did see that there was a gaggle of children over in the in the other section that was drawing all of all of the uh, your organization's time. But if you do have time, I would I would love a a um, a pot of hot water so I may make some tea. Oh. I don't work here. I, uh, I'm actually looking for some of the books that you have at your disposal right now. Oh, how terrible for you. I know. I was uh, wondering if I, if I may take a peek at some of them while you're not using them. Um, uh, but, uh, I can stay right here. If you need them, I can just hand them right back. 
Philip's going to finally look up from his book and kind of peer at this gentleman. What does this gentleman look like? Please describe his appearance right now. He's tall, lanky, jet black hair, combed back, dark brown eyes, and is in a good suit. You're uh, rather far away from the stock market offices to be reading up on Sumerian. Oh, well, I don't uh, work with the stocks. That's for gamblers. I happen to be a lawyer myself, and uh, I've started getting an interest in the Sumerian stuff, and so I went to the local library. Interest in Sumer. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, I will suggest this primarily upon the Akkadian language. Now, as you well know, the Akkadians uh, moved into uh, Mesopotamia. They took over Sumerian. They made a, a bilingual culture, so there are many words that are influenced by Sumerian. There are many words that are influenced by Akkadian. I suggest this book here, and he pulls a book off of the top of one of the stacks and hands it over. This is a primer on the um, on the on the Akkadian language. Now, yeah, it's moved it to the west and into Egypt. Yes, 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 yes. It moved it west into Egypt. Um, uh, yes, uh, uh, open it up and, and read it, but uh, don't don't walk away with the time I need it here in a moment. He's going to go back to writing. I'll start skimming through it and also keeping an eye on this man in front of me. So as you're reading the book, Lucky, let's let's check that library use. You're reading it and. It's a lot of dry historical academic text. When he says primer, that's what he means. It's the most basic, your introductory, like baby's first book about this. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you were to go at this rate, it's going to take you a very long time before you can even begin to decipher the rest of the book you have much less make any sense of the notes you have. As I'm skimming through this and seeing that, this is going to take way longer than I expected. I'll look up. This man from me said, how have uh, you gotten into this? It seems, it seems like you're well-versed in, in these subjects. Hmm, what? Oh, oh yes, um, you're talking, of course. Um, I, I actually became involved in this because I did um, a great deal of business in Mesopotamia, uh, the Middle East, uh, Egypt, uh, Baghdad, Damascus, you know. Um, I'm an antiquarian by trade, actually. So I specialized in, in, in artifacts from uh, primarily um, a card. Of course, there's uh, not much of a market for it anymore, but we're still working upon that part. Well, have you come across anything interesting then lately? It seems with all these books. Uh, have, you, have you find some mystery in your travels? Uh, a, a touch of mystery, yes. You see, I was at a, um, I was at an estate sale, and I found uh, a, a vase of alabaster. Now, I know that the Akkadian and Sumerian artifacts don't don't typically go into alabaster vases, but uh, the old Greek ones do. And if I'm going to resell this, I want to make sure that it's properly um, properly researched. Okay. What was this? auction you found at then I, I don't know much things around here in boston with that kind of stuff oh yes this was a, a very eclectic gentleman he had um of course he had some tasteless tasteless furniture it was not worth anything but 
there are very many well-to-do people there. It was an estate sale um, a few weeks ago. But unfortunately, they had a, a great deal of art, which I was not interested in one bit. I do not like art. Look at me. The, the, the eyes, they look at me. Anyway, I'm, uh, but uh, I was able to find a, a nice a nice vase and the uh, the poor woman who wanted it for, for a makeup jar or something. Uh, it was just uh, beside herself when, when I made the winning bid, of course. Okay. Well, I've just started getting into this stuff, and you seem to know quite a lot about it. Is is there any chance that I could get first look at purchasing these items? I've you know, I've been trying to build up a library on all this stuff. It just, you know, it's it's so boring just going through all these tedious documents of this guy did this. I I need something to to spice up my days. Well, uh the kidding language is certainly very spicy. However, yes, uh, if I do come across any artifacts, Mr. Oh, uh, Sanders, William Sanders, and he'll, he'll give you a business card. Ah, excellent, Mr. William Sanders, uh, he has Barrowstone. Yeah, very interesting. And he's going to put that card into his breast pocket of his jacket. Uh, so you, you, you're wanting to get into the artifacts trade, or the, the antiquities trade, I should say. Yeah, well, not buying, not selling. But yes. I see. Well, um, it is, uh, of course, a very, um, a very niche industry. Uh, what gave you such interest? Well, I've been talking to some of my clients, and they tell me things as they pass and go. And a couple of them just, you know, started speaking about all this Sumerian stuff, and you know, it's, it just seems so interesting. And I, I got. A new book lately, and I I can't read it, and it it seems to be in one of these languages, and so I've started coming to the library and, and trying to figure things out, you know. A new book? Well, that's quite interesting. And you say it's all in. Um, well, you're not certain what language it's in, but it's all in a, a foreign language. Well, that's quite a find. I would be very interested to to look at it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I think uh, one of these days, you know, you should. Bring your thing, tell me about it, and then see if you can tell me anything about the, the things I have, and you can tell me more about this, this business that you do. Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, You know, um, no, we may as well talk about this now. I, I would very much like a cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It is tea time after all. Um, I don't think they'll let, allow me to have this at the, at the table. Hmm. How many of these can I check out tonight? Hmm. Well, I don't think anybody's going to take these books. Uh, why, why don't you uh, dip down to me uh, with me to the local tea room and we'll uh, have a cup of tea and, and discuss this more, I think. That, that'd be fine. Uh, did, did you walk here or, or did you drive? Oh, no, I walked here. It was uh, a, a, a bracing stroll, yes, but uh, it was, it was uh, not far enough to take public transportation or a taxi. All right, so you live around the library then, or...? Uh, I live close enough. Okay. Well, I, I drove, so if you want to, we can drive down to the local team if you don't don't mind. Um, it is cold outside. Ah, uh, it is cold outside. Yes. And children are running around. Oh God, children! They're going to draw on these books. I know it. Yes, yes, of course, of course, yes. So uh, if you have uh, an automobile, yes, I would be quite pleased, quite chuffed to uh, to ride it, ride within it. Oh, well, good. I, I 
walking in these Boston winters has just chills you to the bone, so. Oh, quite, yes. And I will lead him to the car. He's not going to stop talking as uh, you make your way to the vehicle with him. In fact, you know, um, the Boston winter has not been as, as terrible as um, as the ones up the coast. I was uh, there, there was a, um, a, a day or two that we spent in, in Dunwich. Dunwich is terrible. You should never go there. Even if you look at the tourist guide, the tourist guide says it is absolutely horrid place to be. And yet I had to go there. Unfortunately, it did not pan out. There was nothing there of value after all. What uh, What were you in Dunwich for? I don't. I never heard of this. And whereas well, you shouldn't. Uh, Dunwich was uh, a place we were looking actually at a, a piece of real estate, a, a home uh, that uh, purported to to show uh, miracles, uh, miraculous visions, and I, I believe it was a. Um, a bout of swamp gas that mixed with um, some black mold that created a... Well, suffice to say, it's uh, very hallucinogenic and also rather flammable, because uh, when I awoke, the house was in flames and I was not inside it. Well, it's a good thing you weren't inside it. <laughs> yes, I agree. Wow. And, and people were believing that some house could cause miracles. Oh, yes. The, the previous owner of the home stated that he was a scurrilous charlatan from the, from the uh, American South. And instead, he spent one evening in his home when it was uh, bequeathed to him from some, uh, some uh, what, what did he call them, uh, Yankee auxiliaries? Something like that. Anyway, he spent one night in it, and, and when he awoke, he'd had such miraculous visions that he forever changed his ways. He became a man of God. And spent uh, uh, a not inconsiderable ta- amount of time with the uh, the local pastor's wife. Yes. <laughs> well, it seems a lot of men, once they start seeing stuff, become men of God. Yes. Well, it uh, only makes sense that somebody will turn to a higher power when there is something that they cannot comprehend. A lot of people do do that. So, as you are driving uh, through the streets of Boston, you will come lucky. Do you really mm-hmm. know much about? the Boston area and the um, tea rooms that are available? I might have seen it in passing. I don't think I know much of it, but I lived in Boston most of his life. Okay, so you're just going to go to the one that you know about. Yeah. Okay. So as luck would have it, Philip, you'll see that Mr. Sanders pulls up in front of what is the best team room in Boston. There is a valet out front. He hops out of his car, hands the key to the valet, and stands on the curb waiting for you. Oh, well, certainly. I, I have been to this place once or twice, of course, but uh, being on the salary that I am, I'm not uh, not able to attend every every day like I would like to. More like once a week. You're sharing knowledge with me. I'll cover your bill. Oh well, that is quite <laughs> quite pleasant to, to hear. Of course, yes. Let us let us have a cup of tea, some cakes, and um, uh, discuss this this new acquisition of yours. I'm very very interested. Yeah, well, you know, one of my clients found themselves in this strange book, and you know, they they had no use for it. They were they had to go on and do some business stuff somewhere else, so. 
they've gifted it to me for all the hard work I do for them, and I've I've been trying to figure anything about it. It, it seems similar to you know the languages you were studying today. I see. Well, there aren't many private uh, private works that would be in Akkadian or Sumerian. Uh, not these days. Most of those are under lock and key at the at the libraries. Ah, that is that is a stroke of good fortune, I should say, for for someone to bequeath you this book before they uh, attend to to business matters elsewhere. Um, you don't have it with you, do you? No, no. I normally keep it at my house. I don't. Again, you, it's an old book. I don't want to. Uh ruin it but you know i i seem to ha- i have a couple notes of it oh you do splendid splendid if you can make something out yes of course and i'll i'll hand him the notes okay you guys are seated you guys are having this conversation you've ordered your food philip as you go through and do this can you roll your uh, acadian as you read the notes you find them very interesting. Somebody seems to have transcribed some passages from Akkadian into English. They've done a decent job, but there's obviously mistakes made. They don't have your perfection. Of course they don't. No, nobody does. But let's see here. No, that one's not correct. It should be this. He's currently writing on these notes, making it a more accurate translation into English. And as you're doing that, Instead of looking as uh, editing or proofing, you're now actually starting to comprehend the subject matter within it. And this passage is talking about the setting up of a ritual. Uh, a ritual, you say? It, it's talking about words to chant. It's talking about blood offerings. Philip's going to continue to... To translate this, and he's going to look up at this gentleman, this this Colonel Sanders. Of course, he's wearing his dark glasses, but there's going to be a, a brow that's going to arch behind them, his right eye, and he's going to have a, a funny smile on his face. And so, uh, this this tome of yours, these notes came d- directly from it. This is this is Acadian, of course. I I, I do understand the language. Uh, it is is a very peculiar book that uh, you have obtained, Mister Sanders. Well, can can you elaborate a bit for me? Uh, yes, of course. The, uh, the notes that you have presented to me here are uh, notes upon. Um, and he lowers his voice. And it's it's very unpleasant, actually. It's a it's a ritual. Uh, you see, there are. Th- this is this is the the um, the chance to intone. Uh, now, I've I've made some some appropriate uh, editorials because. Uh, the words that were being used, if you were to use them, um, it would it would not have any effect. They are the incorrect ones. Uh, there there is some reference to to an offering of blood, of course, but this is this is normal. Um, uh, in those in those days, uh, the Babylonians uh, learned it from the Akkadians. They would sacrifice a bull, and they would bathe uh, their soldiers in its blood in order to give them the power of the bull when they would go to war. This is much the same thing. Um, but uh, this note is only, of course, uh, a small portion of of the ritual that is within this book. But it's very curious, very curious indeed. So, would this book be occult in nature then? Uh, yes, I think it would be. Mm. It always is a bit fascinating. All these these old rituals and stuff, is it not? They always offer such 
grand promises. Yes, of course. You know, um, it is it is normal for for all of the ancient cultures and even cultures that that exist today. I mean, at some point you'll have to look at the full book then, because if just some notes that were written in there contain this, I mean, what what else could this book hold? Yes, well, that is that is a a very good question. I should like to see the whole thing, but um, hmm. Uh, I should warn you that uh, given the given the words and the translations, it may be a work done by um, an entirely, uh, perhaps a novice scribe who decided that he was going to be creative instead of transcribing a cuneiform tablet. You know, mm-hmm. but but truly, uh, the book in Akkadian. Well, uh, you, you don't happen to know when it was written, do you? Because the, the Akkadians, of course, didn't use books; they used cuneiform tablets, and and. Um, yeah, the pap- the papyrus was was Egyptian that came later, but um, the actual the actual writings typically did not. Uh, they were in a more permanent permanent state. Um, a book is is uh, relatively recent. Do you know when it was it was published? Uh, no, I, I do not. I just you know happened to to get it as a gift, and you know this these has just started piquing my interest. Yes, well. Um, and he's going to take a, a sip of his tea as it arrives and look at the notes again. Well, um, yes, I should. Uh, I should like to to take a look at it and, and give you a proper appraisal of its worth, of course. Uh, but the, the notes are, are very intriguing. Yes, very intriguing indeed. Uh, it's actually rather curious. It's it has some uh, some quaint similarities to some of the research that I was doing in the library, of course. Oh, really? How so? Well, you see, the the Akkadians, the Sumerians, um, there are there was a sect of of Greek koine, and then um, as the empire of Akkad uh, fell, and then we went to the Babylonians, we went to the Assyrians, and then it moved west and west, and finally it reached the the Egyptians. They all share the same koine polytheistic pantheon, and so each has their their own idea of the afterlife, of course. And if you look at the the Egyptian uh, afterlife. Uh, each person, when they die, is they they present themselves to Thoth, the the um, arbiter of the dead, and they weigh <clears throat> uh, they weigh the heart of the. Pardon me. Takes another sip, and another sip. Uh, I will roll to see what is your um, spot. Thirty four. <laughs> uh, is your psychology better? Uh, yes, fifty. Do you notice when he talks about that topic? It's very difficult for him. Talking about the dead or the what he just mentioned about the whole weighing of the heart and that you'll hear that tinge of fear in his voice. Do these books bother you in, in any sense? Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I see the, the books. <laughs> it's not the books that bother me, really. It's um, just remembering an, an unpleasantness from from earlier in the day. You see, uh, when I when I went in and uh, I, I went to make a pot of tea, the pot of tea was, of course, uh, somebody had, had tried to make coffee in it, and it was terrible. Um, but uh, the, oh, the point I was trying to reach was that all of these cultures have the same idea of the afterlife, in which that there is a bridge or a gate or a bridge on the gate from the land of the living to the land of the dead. And so many of these rituals are looking for ways for the living to open that gate without dying, 
so that they may enter this other realm of the afterlife and find whom or what they are looking for and then bring it back with them. Uh, but mm, this, these notes, I am. Do you, do you think it's possible with all the, the research you've been doing? Well, I, I haven't done uh, even a fraction of the research yet to know if, if it is possible. Uh, certainly many of them thought it was, although uh, if this is a more recent publishing and it is in a book, so it's a more recent publishing, um, there, there runs the risk that this is this would not be a, a authentic recreation, but a forgery. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. It seems that, uh, it, it's, the book is made, it's, it's from this odd material and it's, has, it's ornate with metal. It's quite beautiful to look at, but, uh, I, it's nothing I've ever seen before. Mm. It just sparks fascination. Have you ever heard of, of anything similar to that? Well, yes, I have heard of some similarities, mostly in the Egyptian, um, the Egyptian mythologies. Although it it wasn't a, a book, so to speak, it was more of a, a collection of scrolls. Uh, it's more, more more of a name is the Book of the Dead. Now it is a um, the priests in in Egypt when a pharaoh would die or somebody important, um, the priest would uh, transcribe the the works uh, of the person in life upon an inlaid scroll. It's very very pleasant, and then they would bury it with that person. And when that person reached Thoth, they would hand over the scroll, the Book of the Dead, along with their. Mm. Uh, anyway, they would be judged, and uh, by their good works, they would be judged, of course. What did these books of the dead look like? Or, or were they all different? Well, most of them would be have been a ruled scroll. Um, more often than not, they would be a um, kind of a papyrus or, or some sort of very thin like leather. And then it would be... Um, the back of it would be uh, plated with a very thin. Uh, sometimes it was copper. It often depended on the status, the status of the of the person in question. But you would get a very thin metal that would back it, and then um, it'd be so thin that they could actually have it rolled up, and then it would be within a sealed case. At times, it would be made of a very heavy metal, like um, perhaps gold or silver. They were, yes, very treasured as as as, as um, antiques. That's. Interesting. Um, I'll, I, you'll have to look at my thing then, and you'll, you should also bring over that, that thing you found. It seems like they might be similar in, in some aspects. You might be able to get hints for, for yours. Oh, um, oh, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't actually have a book of the dead, of course. I've, I've, I've seen them, I've heard of them, I've actually resold one or two, or rather it was, well, never mind. Uh, they certainly believe that they were the Book of the Dead. But yes, I would I would love to see this uh, th- this tome that you have, so I may give it a proper appraisal. Mm-hmm. Well, here, let me give you my home address. I don't really like taking the book out, especially in winter, you know. I don't want it to get wet, you know, if some idiot runs into me. Oh, yes, of course. But he'll, he'll write it down and hand it to you and say, you should definitely come over sometime. I, I have some other books that might find your interests. Uh, I've been collecting many of these from just going about piquing my interest, you know. 
just trying to build a library, so to speak. Yes, indeed, of course. Now, I, I do know that you said that you were not interested in selling these tomes, but would you be interested if you knew the true value of them? Um, maybe. I, I do more like to trade goods, see maybe of, of something of equal value. I don't, I don't like just losing something with such significance, but um, if the price is right, maybe. Or Yes, of course. And uh, Philip is actually going to open up his journal and he's uh, looking at the card and the address. He scribbles it down himself. He makes some additional scribbles. And he's glancing at the notes, and it looks like he's making some basic notes in his journal regarding the notes that you've given him. And then once he's done, he will close his journal up, and then he will return the notes to you. Well, actually, keep the notes for now. They'll be more of use to you than, than to me at this moment. Oh, capital. Yes, I, I, I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, I will be able to, to study these uh, in, in more depth with the other tomes that I've been studying at the library. Mm-hmm. And it may make it easier for you to read the book later if, if these inscriptions are any good. Yes, yes, of course. And and if they are not, then, then we will know that this book is perhaps a forgery, a false, and uh, I'll be able to give you good advice after that. Speaking of books and and the auction. You went to the auction. You said you you got some there, right? Alas, no. I was I was looking for for tomes, but uh, many of the ones that I did want ended up being um well, the the widow, uh bless bless her, she uh, did not like the languages in the books and so she ended up uh burning them, unfortunately, but such priceless knowledge just burned. Oh, I know. I was aghast, but uh, I was able to find one small notebook that I've been uh, halfway studying. It's nothing in Akkadian, of course. This was uh, more of an Egyptian persuasion. Is it anything similar to this or occult in nature? Because these things have been fascinating. Well, there are many ritual books, of course, yes. Uh, this one, I have, I have not been able to do as much research with it as I had hoped, but some of the basic notes that I had did involve some rituals, yes. So there is some potential occultism in this book, but once I've finished my, my note-taking at the library, I can return, and I will be able to have a, a better idea of what this book entails. That's fascinating. Is, was there any other treasures you found there? Because, I mean... It, you should bring. I would love to to see these these priceless artifacts. Of course, you know I'm not. It doesn't seem like you would wish to part with them. I just, I just want to look. But at some point, like I should, I can arrange for a dinner between the two of us. Mm, arrange for dinner would be capital. Yes. You mentioned before that you were working for something, so I assume you have a schedule to upkeep, as as do we all. So maybe a Saturday or Sunday. Yes, that would be quite nice, unless I'm sent out of town again, which I don't, I don't think I will be. I believe I'll be in Boston for the, uh, for the, the very near future. Uh, yes, I would, I would like to try and, and have a, a meal in a week's time or so that would give me time to finish reading my book and uh, read your notes and come at this with a fresh face, so to speak. And then you'll have to, if you actually figure out what's in that book, you'll have to tell me what it, what it was. This sounds so interesting. It seems like these things are all interconnected or, or something yes it is it is very very peculiar that uh, it is indeed seems interconnected but 
um, seeing the um, the Egyptian rituals of the dead in the in the book that I'm reading, and then of course the uh, this ritual here, which suggests the same thing, but in Akkadian. I think historically, and um, you said that you are you are in law, so obviously you know how to pen a brief, but. Um, being able to to pen a brief to the, um, the the London museums, for example, on on the interconnectivity of the polytheistic religions of antiquity, uh, would be quite a feather in the cap of somebody who is interested in such things. And I also heard there's I I never got the chance to go down to DC for their library, but at some point maybe we should head down there after we meet for the weekend or something. Hmm. Uh, yes, I've heard the Library of Congress and the Smithsonian do have some interesting tomes. Yeah, it was actually I visited the Smithsonian recently. That was fascinating stuff. They're putting up new exhibits, but I sadly didn't get the chance to check out the library. Oh yes, that is unfortunate. You know, um, there is another library also at Miskatonic University in in Arkham. Uh, they also have a very curious selection now. If you are interested in the books of the occult, and he'll lean forward and he looks very smug. You know, they just opened up a exhibit in which one of the original Necronomicons has been presented. And so the the words of Al Hazred are there for the reading. Of course it's under glass, but Curator Doyle, I'm certain, does not know of the treasure that he has in front of him, and I'm certain that you would be able to, to take a look at it and see the, the artistic beauty of the Necronomicon. Then one one night, or a day, I presume, would have to go and see if we can ask this Curator Doyle you mentioned, if we can uh, read through it. Unfortunately, it's not something that I could do, of course. Uh, I would not be returning to Miskatonic anytime soon. Unfortunately, there was a, um, there was an unpleasantness there, you see. You know, I, I'm very busy and business takes me elsewhere. But if you do have time, you should go to Miskatonic University and look at the museum there. I'll have to mention that you sent me then and that's the curator to read it. Oh, yes, quite. Where, where, if I may ask, uh, where do you work? Oh, yes. Well, I was um, uh, antiquarian by trade, of course, but uh, uh, as as of recently, I have been working as an investigator in the Department of Esoteric Relics and Parchment. I've never heard of that department. What what does it do? Well, it is uh, much what, as it says on the title. We investigate and catalog uh, esoteric relics and parchments. So <laughs> do you just go to places and just collect relics then it, it seems like it's right up your alley <laughs> yes it, it it is indeed uh, of course the uh, department only has jurisdiction within these united states so we are not going overseas but yes we are uh, we we hear rumors of a purported artifact we are sent to investigate and then we take the relic into our possession you see we don't know exactly where it goes we put it in the evidence locker and by the next day it is gone uh, probably put away in some warehouse by t- top men, but we are not they. Do you guys find many artifacts then, um, occult stuff? As of recently, no. Um, it has been more um, esoteric people over parchment. Um, for instance, um, it's not something I should talk about, but 
uh, we did receive, uh, this is the incident at Miskatonic, we did receive a film. It was very peculiar. This peculiar film was, um, it, it showed as if from the perspective of, of the, through the eyes of a person, uh, of a man and his daughter at the beach. And uh, this this film showed and, and you could feel the man's profound sadness and fear because uh, he with his daughter, his daughter was taken. And this film shows his daughter going farther and farther away down the beach. He makes a sound now. This is the very interesting thing. Of course, no movies have sounds, but this one does. And then the next thing you know, he is within the hospice and he is being um, committed to a sanitarium. And it was a very, very powerful film. Uh, so powerful, in fact, that people wish to end their own lives over the profound melancholy that the film entailed. And so, of course, we were sent to Innsmouth in order to discover what the um, uh, how this how this film came about. Now, uh, the film itself has been locked away. I, I, I doubt I will ever see it again. I do not know what it is. But uh, the investigation in Innsmouth did not seem to bear any fruit, unfortunately. This department sounds quite intriguing. You're finding films that play audio and give such visceral reactions. It's it seems amazing. Did you find anything in Innsmouth? Uh, unfortunately, no. We did uh, have a very peculiar uh, trifle with uh, fish inside it, and of course, a fish stew because this is Innsmouth, and they are very fond of their their catches of the sea. We did, however, go to the Esoteric Order of Dagon. They have some interesting artifacts on display, many of which are of local manufacture, and they involve a mineral. And this mineral, if you look at it long enough, you lose yourself in its luster. And then the next thing you know, an hour has gone by, and you've just been staring at this this uh, this piece of jewelry. This is fascinating. Roll your fast talk. What's your fast talk? Do they still mine this mineral? It seems like it's crazy. Like, is this some tourist attraction there, or no? I would say it's one of the the best kept secrets in Innsmouth, aside from the the particular look of the inhabitants. Uh, I don't believe they mine this mineral, but it does wash up upon the beaches. And so, if you were to take a walk along the coastline and you see a, a glinting in the sand. Uh, it is a very high likelihood that this would be one of the stones that, that allow you to, to lose yourself in its luster, so to speak. Did you happen to take any as a souvenir? No, I didn't. I was, um, I was distracted by other things at the time. What else was going on in Innsmouth then? Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not at liberty to speak of it. Just, uh... Yeah, I get, I get. You work for the government, it's fine. Yes, of course. But it must have been something fascinating that if you, you can't speak about it. Uh, yes, it was indeed very fascinating. This has been an exhilarating conversation. Please call me and schedule a time. Yes. We we must look over these things. And I would love if you ever have anything interesting, show me. I mean, I, I don't have to, you don't have to sell it to me, but uh, if you could just... It should give me an idea of what things are worth, and I assume you have some of these things because it's your field. Yes, well, I do have quite the collection that I, I like to to look at from time to time. But yes, Mister, um, 
Yes, Mr. Saunders, but from yes, um, of, of course, I would, uh, I would love to speak to you again, and I was certain to ring you once I know what my schedule is for a weekend, and uh, we can uh, really get down to brass tacks and uh, have a nice meal and decipher the texts of the of the antiques that you have recovered. Well, it seems like we're having a new friendship here, so please call me lucky. I believe I will attend the reference section very quietly, very quietly. I want to find some books upon Egyptian mythology. Okay. So as you make your way, let's... Oh my gosh, let's roll library use! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> the best scale I got there, low. Lucky, you are in the library doing research as well, correct? Uh, yes. Can you please roll library use as well? I can try. Or no, no, no. Uh, what? Or, I'm sorry. I say I will roll it for you, and then I tell you to roll. Yeah. I'm the worst GM ever. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. It's a skill I did not know I needed. <laughs> it's not you, a bad skill. <laughs> a lawyer. A lawyer. He's got great law. I do. Okay. I just make other people find it for me. That's what the secretaries are for. Um, I like that it's so- plural. <laughs> Oz here, just chiming in at the end to say thanks for continuing to support us with your ears, bumping us by word of mouth, and even with Patreon donations, which is pretty awesome. If you aren't on our Discord, feel free to come on by and get a without-a-net welcome. If you are, you know how we do. We couldn't continue to do this without your support and feedback, so if you do have feedback, this is me personally begging you to let us know. We know we can always do better, and we love to know when we're doing well. Anyway, a couple of disclaimers. The music you heard in the intro and the outro is from the Great Old Ones and Other Beings album by Graham Plowman. You can find that on YouTube. It is some excellent Call of Cthulhu music. Call of Cthulhu 7th edition is produced by Chaosium Inc. Without a net podcast has no affiliation with Chaosium Inc. We just think 7th edition is pretty bomb and we're going to go ahead and try it out. We get no kickbacks from Chaosium, nor do we expect any, although that may change in the future, but probably not. I hope you all had a wonderful time listening to this, and we will see you next week.